Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You didn't think it would ever happen, and it did. You and the hijackal are not together anymore. You made some choices in favor of yourself and your children and the things that you value and the vision that you have for your life. And now it's important to develop some really good relationship habits that will allow you to feel confident that you won't find yourself with a difficult, toxic person again. And that's what we're going to talk about today on how to create a good relationship habits after the hijackal is gone. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackals, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways, in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. So much that there is to reassess and recalibrate once you have found yourself away from a hijackal, right? I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I know how important this is. I have clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing, and I know what we have to do to really put good relationship habits in place to replace the ones that allowed us to even find a moment of believing the love bombing of a hijackal. I know it's not that easy. It's quite convoluted. It has to do with our upbringing. There's so many pieces to it, and I'm sure you've listened to other episodes, so you know. But today, I just want to focus on six easy ways to eliminate the bad relationship habits for good and to replace them. I'm going to give you six things to replace them all in the same breath. And you know you have some unhealthy relationship patterns that you want to fix in yourself, like trust issues or communication issues or assertiveness issues. Yet it's really hard to make the changes. Sometimes you feel like you really can't seem to make them. Maybe you're really frustrated with yourself for that. Maybe you're surrounded by other people who are not really very helpful in you making relationship changes. But if deep down you really want to be different, maybe you just need some tips to know how. So that's what I want to offer you today. I know you try to stay conscientious and conscious of your reactions and responses. You know, you think about your circumstances. You've had to work through so many things to be in a relationship with a hijackal, and then so many things in your relationship with yourself in order to decide to remove yourself from that relationship. 
And yet, maybe you're still a bit stuck or feeling a bit stuck in old patterns that are unhealthy, and they may not be working for you right now, and you may be very concerned they're not going to work for you in the future. So the real question is, how do you take the information and insights you have about yourself and about life from all you've been through and then turn them into knowledge and wisdom that you can demonstrate to yourself and in the way you live your life? It's a really important insight and it's very specific questions to consider when you want to create the life you most want. Because there is a big difference between talking about something and doing it, right? You know that. It's easy to talk about something, but to actually follow through and make it part of what you do and who you are, that takes a lot of willingness and ability and support and insight. And in the same way, there's a big difference about talking about something and doing it. There's a big difference between having information and actually having knowledge. We can have all the information in the world, but it doesn't turn into knowledge until it makes its way through every pore of our body and shows up in our changed behaviors. Then it is real knowledge. And the first and most important thing to consider then is your true level of willingness. Your level of willingness to do what you say is important to you and to work long enough and in a focused way enough to change information you may have, maybe even listening to a podcast or reading a book or something, change it into knowledge that changes your life. So you want to look at your real level of willingness. Am I really willing to do it? Am I willing to put in the work? Am I really going to face myself and spend time with myself? That really deep down level of willingness, not the, oh, sure, affirmative answer. Why that's important is that you can often quiet down the you should be better tape by just skipping it over with words. Words are not what we need to believe. Actions are. You've heard me say that so many times. And I am interviewed by so many people on their shows. And when they ask that last question, is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? I usually say, yes, I want to leave them with this formula. A, B, B. Always believe behavior. People can be really slick with the words. You and I can probably be slick with the words at odd moments. But the behavior always shines through as who we really are. Because our behavior is our belief. It's a demonstration of our belief. So we need to be believing the behavior. A-B-B. Always believe behavior. Because what you're doing, what other people are doing, tells the truth. It's not the words. It's wonderful if the words and the behaviors align. Woo, that's great. We've really got a great relationship with ourselves and others when our behaviors and our words align. But when they don't always believe behavior. So, yeah, you know, we might tell ourselves good stories about our good intentions. We like to do that. Makes good press. Other people are impressed. 
It's good to know the good story, but it's a whole other thing to live the good story. So here are some steps to taking the journey to who you most want to be in relationship to yourself and to a partner. Of course, it will also help with your family and your colleagues and your children and other people out there in the world. And we only have a short period of time, so it's a tall order in a short space. But I'm going to give you six things to do to create better relationships with yourself and with other humans. And that means finding a new romantic partner if you do and want to. So the first one is treat yourself kindly. Now that's really glib to say, you hear that frequently, take good care of yourself, practice good self-care, all that stuff. But I'm saying treat yourself kindly. Are you really your own best friend? Do you do for yourself what you would do for a best friend? Do you rest when you're tired? Do you eat well? Or do you beat yourself up because you're not where you want to be? So there may be some ways that you're currently maybe not treating yourself so kindly. And you need to have a look at them. So write them down. Have a look at them. And make some opposite decisions about how you're going to treat yourself kindly. And number two is stop with the judgments and communicate kindly with yourself. Yeah, it's likely you're very harsh in your judgments of yourself. Your own inner critic is often on a rampage. You've got to stop. You've got to quiet that voice. When it starts to chime in, just describe the actual facts the behavior you want to change, or an attitude that needs shifting without using any of those what I call slob words and harsh parental kinds of generalizations. Talk to yourself the way you talk to others. Talk to yourself the way you wish others would speak to you. That's a really good start. And if you're thinking about a romantic relationship, Another good start is to read my book, Kaizen for Couples, K-A-I-Z-E-N, for Couples, Smart Steps to Save, Sustain, and Strengthen Your Relationship. That'll help a lot. So treat yourself kindly, stop the judgments, and communicate with yourself kindly. Number three is take the time to know what you value. If something's important to you, You have to demonstrate that by actually demonstrating its importance in your daily life by your actions. All the talk in the world is nothing if you don't start making small steps toward the change you want to be and see. You know, we have that really popular quote attributed to Gandhi that says, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, just be the change you want to be within yourself. You're worth it. You deserve to live from your values. But first of all, you have to know what they are. I have a great process called the value shuffle that can help you with that. I use it with many of my clients. Very, very successful. So if you ever want to talk to me about that, just go to beaclient.com. That's where you can make your initial one hour appointment. Beaclient.com. So know what you value. 
And then number four is know what you believe. Because knowing what you believe and saying what you believe are different. I talked about that earlier. So you need to know what you believe deeply and know what it looks like in action in relationships with yourself and others. Do you know, here's an example. Maybe one of your values is love. And then we go back to what I was saying earlier. Love and you beat yourself up. Love and you're harsh and judgmental. No, those things don't go together. So I'm not suggesting that that you just give yourself a pass on everything. I'm saying look with kind eyes, decide which direction you want to go, and go in that direction. Many times when people have gotten out of a relationship with a hijackal, whether that's a hijackal parent or a partner, they're still beating themselves up. You know, how could I stay there? How could I be attracted? How could I allow that to happen? And you're not being kind to yourself. Sure, work with a therapist, work with somebody like myself who will help you walk through, I don't ever want to do that again, so let me look at what might have happened and let me get into that relationship. But then don't believe anything except that you can move forward in a better way from here and start demonstrating that. And that goes with number five, which is remember you're in charge of your mind and your mouth. (laughs) You are in charge of your mind and your mouth. You're in charge of what you think and what you say. And all the gnashing of teeth about how we know better is a waste of time and airspace. As Maya Angelou once said, if you know better, you do better. So if it's just words and not translated into behavior, now is the time to be translating it into behavior. Because from that, I think we can extrapolate that we beat ourselves up with the language of knowing better. There is a strange phenomenon that I observe, and you can look in the mirror and see if you see it too. A person says they know how they want to be, and because they can give it a voice, that they can actually say the words, which is a great first step, then it's like saying the words almost gives them permission not to change. So here's an example. A person looks in the mirror and says, oh, I'm really judgmental, aren't I? Now the person thinks that by giving their behavior a name, they have demonstrated their awareness. And if the next words out of their mouth are, well, sometimes I just can't help it, especially when I see someone dressed like that. Well, you know, that person is just giving lip service to justify their behavior. And it's way too common. So knowing that you're in charge of your mind and your mouth means that you also recognize, especially after what I've had to say today, that it is your task to align your behavior with your beliefs, with what you say and do. And the last one I want to share with you today, don't want to put in too many because it's a big job already, is check in with yourself frequently. Because the only way to make honest changes in your attitudes and relationships and actions is to monitor yourself frequently. 
A lot of people don't like spending time by themselves. They're kind of afraid of who they'll meet. But you are on a mission here to have a better life, to have better relationships with yourself and others. You've already been hurt. You've been damaged. You don't want that again. So start with a relationship with yourself. Begin the day with some reflection on who you want to be today. Who you honestly want to be living in alignment with your values, vision, beliefs, and purpose. And then in the mornings, mentally rehearse being that person and feel how that is. And then again, at the end of the day, reflect again. Think about your progress. Think about places you really did well. Think about places you might like to improve and rehearse that again. Know that, okay, I did really well here. I'd like to do a little better there. And remember, you didn't come to be who you are overnight. But it's all up to you. You'll still be that same person tomorrow if you don't become self-reflective each day and let that self-reflection impact becoming who you most want to be. And when you are who you most want to be, you know your values. You know your vision for your life. You know your boundaries. You know how to express your boundaries. You know to listen to your gut, not to other people all the time. You know that you have the right to speak up and say what you think, feel, and need, and want, as long as you don't mention another human by name or pronoun. That's my definition of assertiveness. You might have heard me say that before, but you have that right. Exercise that right. Speak up. When people do things that just simply rattle you completely, step back, have a look, and say, why does this rattle me? Once you understand it, you can then say, do I want this in my life or do I not want this in my life? How would I like to change this? If somebody else is rattling your cage and you again look at it and say, what's really going on here? Then do I need to set a boundary? Do I need to set a boundary with consequences? What do I need to do? You have the opportunity of a lifetime. And now that you've moved on from being with a hijackal, and yes, I know they're always lurking there in the background somewhere if you're that unlucky, but have a great life. When that person that you left sees you having a great life, yes, it rattles them, but do it anyway. Do it anyway and demonstrate to your children that you can live from your values, your vision, and your beliefs and your purpose. That's what you have as your next best step. That's what you leave as a legacy from every room you leave, being truly who you are. And there's no better time to start that than right this moment. I'm always here to help. I have an initial one-hour consultation for only $97. If you're interested in that, you want to talk and see what's possible, go to beaclient.com. Easy peasy. If you want more information, go and look at the other episodes in this podcast. Look at my other podcast, Transforming Relationship with Emotional Savvy. That's my interview show. Lots and lots of high-level experts there with great advice for you. You can find that plus my YouTube channel, for F-O-R, Relationship Help, H-E-L-P. You can find both podcasts and the YouTube channel at relationship help network.com.
Oh, yeah. And if you want something deeper, you can become a member on my site. Just go to transformingrelationship.com and become a member. $5 a month. I think that you'll get great value from that. So there's lots of ways that I can help you and we can stay in touch how you can ask me your questions and I can support you. And I hope that these six things that I've offered you today will help you create a better relationship with yourself, better relationship habits with yourself and others that will increase your self-confidence because you deserve to feel great every day about who you are and how you are. Take good care of yourself. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.